So we're here to talk about the big controversy, the big matchup that everybody's been waiting for. It's been talked about for months and it's been built up and our hype's been built around it. And it happens tonight, right here tonight. And we discuss it on this podcast. We've discussed the big matchup. Drake versus Kanye. Okay. Who wins? We discuss it. Listen, I'm not even going to lie because I have a lot to say about it. I feel like, personally, for me, musically, sonically, Kanye wins. Kanye wins. Kanye has the better verses. Kanye has shit that I'm like literally listening to and going like, oh my God, this is so great. But Drake has a couple of things that it's like, okay, well, Drake has this. Before I get it, like, break it down, I'm going to also just, like, just, like, every week in every podcast, I have to talk to the fans. Because it's, a lot of this Drake shit is their fault. A lot of this Drake shit is their fault. Like, literally, like, all of the stuff that they like about Drake, everything they like about him is like, oh, my God, Drake is so good. Drake is this, Drake is that. It's because all of these new motherfuckers are like, oh, my God, Drake is, like, the best rapper. And it's been all these years that Drake has been out, and it's like all of these kids who just like came into hip hop, and they just was like they love it, and they like they fell in love with Drake. And it's like I understand why you kind of got into Drake, but after a certain point, Drake's formula is literally copy pasta, copy pasta, copy pasta, copy pasta. And I know somebody out there is like, no, it's not. It's, it's definitely not copy pasta, dude. It. It's love songs and raps beefing with people. And like, a, like he says a line, he said a line in a couple of albums ago, like this is probably his second album that he said this. And he was like, he makes songs for people who get pussy. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so right, you do. And then listening to it and me fresh off a breakup is like, you know, I really don't care about like just smashing this a bunch of women. I'm still in heartbreak mode. I resonate more with Kanye. This motherfucker is just like all a bunch of love songs and just like beefing with other rappers. It's like, all right, yeah, that shit is cool, but like, what else you got? Like, what else you got? Like, yeah, you could rap a little bit, but like, what else you got? Like, what do you have? Like, Kanye. His whole entire thing went from just like rapping about clothes and jewelry and trying to be the best to the point where he's rapping about God. He's rapping about a breakup. He's rapping about his mom dying. He's rapping about all this other shit. And he has like all of these other good rappers just like jumping on his shit. And it's like, Yo, Kanye's album is kind of hot. And then you listen to Drake's album, you're like, Yo. I don't have a girl around right now, so I'm not bumping this and going, oh shit, yeah, I love this. Like, those times when I have girls around and it's like, I pull out the Drake album, it's like, yeah, Drake do that. But I'm not sitting there, like, by myself going, oh yeah, yeah. No. Like, no. It just, like, it just doesn't hit for me. Like, probably, like, later on, it'll hit for me, be like, you know what, that Drake album's hot. And I'll come in here and say that Drake album is better than Kanye. It's not. It's definitely not. And to be honest, I'm, Drake can sell a million and something records and think that he's the hottest rapper in the whole entire world. But Kendrick Lamar is way better than him. And to Trey Young, who literally 
fucking just decided I'm gonna tweet this for no goddamn reason and think that he's like it was some revelation. He goes, "Yo, when did Drake pass Jay Z?" Bitch, never, never. No. Drake is never better than Jay Z. He's literally the goat. The goat. He rapped on Kanye's album about going to jail and like personal shit. He jumped on Drake's album and said, I chose violence. And it, it's like, it's two different people and they're both hot. And you're like, yo, you can't, you cannot tell me that Jay is not hot. And I know somebody out there is like, the baby did it too. The baby's verse on the Kanye album was good. Baby's verse on Drake's album, I didn't even know where the baby was on Drake's album. Not even gonna lie. So that tells you, like, you can't even put the baby in a category like Jay Z. So if you really think that Drake is like that good, he's a good rapper. I'm not gonna, he's definitely top five. But his album wasn't it for me. So yeah. Told you. Okay. Went in the fight. So that was the thing. So basically, uh, wrestling according to Drake would be John Cena, like Five Moves of Doom. Like he has a certain formula he he follows. Yes, he has he has a certain bunch of moves that he follows, and he's John Cena. And Kanye is who can I make Kanye out to be? Randy Orton. Oh, no, Randy Orton. Okay. Kanye kind of is controversial. He can get the job done. He's really, like, he's really good. But you have to listen to him and understand him to appreciate him. Like, Randy is a technical wrestler in a ring who can fucking pull off a great match where everybody's like, oh my God, Randy Orton is fucking amazing. Randy will say some wild shit and do some wild shit and be very controversial. A la Kanye. And Randy's been around forever. I like Kanye. Drake has the John Cena feel. He vibes with the kids. He vibes like he has this style of like, yo, I, I'm this dude. And everybody just goes for it. Just like John Cena. So like when they put him in a matchup, it's, it's dead. But then you have Kendrick who's just like sitting there and you're like, well, this guy, Kendrick is fucking Roman Reigns. Like, he's Roman Reigns. He's coming to smash him. Just coming to smash Drake. Because he said he was going to do it, and he's going to do it. And a lot of people, this is, what, this is what's going to fuck a lot of people up. Because when Kendrick comes out, Kendrick's album's not going to hit. Kendrick's album's going to be like, it's going to sell like a probably 300,000 Drake's going to sell like two million and Drake's going to be like, see, I beat you in the numbers. But lyrically, everybody's going to be like, Kendrick fucking smoked them. No, but but my album sell and everybody's bumping my song, so that means I won. That's not what that means. You won in the marketplace of ideas, but you really fucking lost. Fucking loser. <laughs> but- yeah, and I know some. I know I'm gonna get hate. Like, dude, man, fuck you. I mean, it is what it is. 
In the words of Man Hardy and his new merchandise, the truth is the truth. Yes. But yeah, like, like Drake's album's not bad. It's just, it's just not what I want to listen to right now. It's not what I'm feeling right now. And everybody, like, automatically, like I said, everybody's automatically doing it because it's like the hot thing. And it's literally just like the it thing to do to love Drake. And like, Drake's album's like the greatest of all times. It's like, yo, fam, like, you really, like, are you really just going to say that? Like, and this, him and Kanye, Kanye has a better sound than album. Drake may have better songs. Kanye has a better sound than album. Like, sonically, visually, and like, everything about Kanye's album, like, I like it a lot more. Because I'm listening to Drake's album, I'm thinking about songs that I heard off of Kanye's album, like, Yo, I need to play that again. I really need to play that again. So and I'm not really like a music person. So huh? what you're basically saying, Drake's like album basically it's a certain mood, certain purpose for that. Whereas Kanye is like multi-purpose. Like you can sit when you're angry, you can sit when you're sad. Yes. You know, like yes. When you're yes. happy, like whatever right whereas Drake like it just basically to get your shit off of your like significant other not even your significant other Drake is the type of music that you literally pick up the phone and call your ex-girlfriend and be like yo listen I know that you're chilling but like yo do you ever think of me like that type that's the type of person that Drake will have you in your feels because it'll have you in your fucking feels like it's li- like Drake's album, listening to Drake's album, I literally almost picked up the phone twice. It was like, yo, I should call her and just like ask him, yo, what's up? Yo, yo, you, you thinking me? Like, you want to come see me? Like, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Hold up. I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> and then Drake has a song that's like, I'm too sexy, literally from Right Said Fred. And if you know who Right Said Fred is, like, at least you're a musical person and you know. And it's like, it's straight up a I'm Too Sexy song. And he flipped it and he made it a new song. And oh, I, I know what that is. <laughs> and I literally listened to the song and like I skipped it and I was like, wait a minute, that sounded like... And then I went back and listened to it again. I was like, wait, that's just a new version of the I'm Too Sexy for my... I'm like, what the fuck? And I, like I said, I literally listened to it and was like, uh, this is not something I'm gonna keep playing. Fucking hours later, everybody on social media is posting it on their Instagram photos, on their TikToks, on their fucking social media, like their Twitch, their Twitters, their fucking Facebook. Everybody is talking about this one song, and I'm like, oh, this is a hit. Oh, okay, this is a hit. Okay. <laughs> It ain't for me, but it's okay. I'm gonna try to get that one a lesson because, like, I, I did kind of like that old song. Yeah, no, no, you'll you'll give it a listen and like it will pop you because you'll be like, oh shit, this is like I know this song. But it's like then you watch like if you watch the video, the video is like you like you watch the video, you immediately know how this video, like, how this shit works. And you're like, oh, oh, Drake, Drake wins. Like, Drake just wins. 
Like, that's it. That's, that's all you're going to be like, oh, Drake wins. Like, Drake wins just off of this notoriety and, like, stuff like that. You're like, oh, he wins. Gotcha. But speaking of winning, because we're a wrestling podcast, and even though we do a lot of other stuff to keep you entertained, we we do talk about wrestling. And there was some wrestling going that we have to talk about. And going into this wrestling weekend, we have to keep you up to date on what's going on in the Pow Pals. I don't know why I called it the Pow Pals. <laughs> but yeah, um, SmackDown opened with the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. And they cut this really impassionate promo. And they came out and like the end of the promo, they was like, because we're the one. And, like, I know exactly what that means because it's, like, they're the one greatest tag team. And I know that they didn't want to call themselves the greatest tag team because of the Bucks. And so they say that, everybody be like, oh, my God, it's thinking. They didn't want to say that, but, like, that's what they were, like, referring to themselves as. And it's like, oh, like, okay. Like, you guys actually think that you're that great of a tag team. I'm not saying that they're a bad tag team, but I'm saying they think of themselves as the great tag team. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, like at least they got some swag that they're like, okay. And so while they're doing their thing, the Street Profits come out and the Street Profits are like, yeah, well, you're going to be the ones that get your ass kicked because we Street Profits and we want the smoke. So they have a match. Like the match isn't bad. The match is okay. I'm not even going to say the match is like good because the ending killed it for me because the ending was really dumb but like it had to happen this way. Because it was a championship contender match so it had to happen with the Street Profits winning. So what happened was Jay Uso got thrown to the outside and Jimmy came back in the inside while Montez Ford was a legal person and starts slamming him into shit and the referee was like listen you can't do that stop alright fuck that referee throws out the fucking match it's like dude okay Street Profits win by DQ then after the match they jump him the Street Profits get the upper hand Montez Ford jumps up on the table grabs Michael Cole's headset and is like we want the smoke! And Michael Cole's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so, that was a thing. So they cut back to Roman. Roman's sitting in his chair. And he tells Paul, go get my cousins. Paul walks out. Paul, like, and a lot of people didn't notice this. Paul was secretly on the phone walking out. And as soon as he seen Kayla, he hung up real fast. And Kayla's like, what you doing, Paul? Like, you okay? What you doing? So Paul's trying to tell her to get the fuck away from him. So while he's talking to her, Brock Lesnar's ringtone goes off. He tries to ignore it. It goes off again. She's like, you're going to get that? So he answers it, and basically Brock is telling him, yo, listen, I'm coming for you. But right after he gets off the phone, before he could go to the Usos, he bumps into the janitor like, Yo, move, man. Move. Get the fuck out of my way. And the janitor pops up and starts laughing. And it's Biggie. And he holds the briefcase to his face. And he just starts laughing. 
It's like, yep, it's happening. It's happening real soon. So yeah, that's the thing. Every single piece of that backstage segment was fucking hilarious. Yes. So then we get the milk. Not changing it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm fucking not. It's the milk. The milk is on her way to the ring, and they they do the backstage stuff from like last week. All the shit that happened. So she gets in the ring and basically is like, "Yo, I'm the champ." Like Bianca, he, she calls her Esther, and like part of me was like, "What the fuck did she call her Esther?" But like. EST. That's why she called oh, her yeah. Esther. I was like, oh, that's, that makes sense. Because at first, I thought it was like uh, a like little racist jab, like calling her Esther, like old people were Esther, but like I remember like this old white lady's name Esther too. I was like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. But, yeah. bam, bam, she, like when she said it, it was like, oh, like, all right, that makes sense. Like, it was for the EST thing. So, like, she's trying to get the fans to not cheer her, but, like, it's hard to not cheer Becky. And I mean hard to not cheer her. And so she's talking, and all of a sudden, Bianca comes up. And Bianca's like, girl, uh uh-uh. And yes, Renegade, that needs to be a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, you cut me off, because I just wanted to say that. Yes. So... Bianca came out and like she was dressed in shorts and stuff so I went to the timeline to like literally see what everybody was thinking of this promo and like it just was nothing but just flood of juices on the timeline I was like okay I'm just gonna get off of this and they had the promo and I knew exactly how this was gonna go down Bianca Asked for the title match. <clears throat> she kept saying, we need to do this. I deserve it because I got the rematch. And I knew Becky was going to say, nope. And she did. And the funny part about it is she said nope and she walked away. And Becky's turning around holding a title. Bianca is talking shit in the ring. And she's basically telling her, I'm going to whoop your ass. The funniest thing, Becky just looks and goes, Nope. <laughs> Like, she's way down the aisle. She just looks at her and points goes, nope. That was it. I was like, okay, that was actually really funny. So, (laughs) yes. So then we have Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And Dolph Ziggler literally becomes a fucking predator pedophile. And I know you're like, what the fuck? Yes, I said it. This motherfucker has just became a predator pedophile. And when I tell you why, you're going to be like, Oh my god, that is kind of creepy. Dolph's okay. coming down, and Dolph sees Tony Storm. So Dolph starts talking to her and was like, "Hey, listen, uh, you should watch my match and all of this." Like, so if you guys have ever heard about stories where like grown men or like grown pedophiles or like grown pervs creep on a younger woman, this is the shit that they do, and he always does this to women. So now it's to the point where you cannot not call him a fucking pervert pedophile, even though he's not, but they position him to be in storyline. And I'm like, dude, this just seems really fucking creepy. So he's talking to Tony and he's like, yeah, you should watch my match. Like, yeah, we should hang out sometimes or you should come down and like 
hang out with me. And she's like, well, I'm going to watch a match because I want to see Rick Boogs. And he's like, oh, well, you could get a closer view. She's like, no, I'm going to stay back here. Like, at least she held her ground and was like, no, nah, I'm going to fucking stay back here. Yeah. So Rick Boogs and Nakamura come out. And Rick Boogs has a match with Dolph Ziggler. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, why are you good? Like, Rick Boogs, why the fuck are you good? Like, Rick Boogs beat the shit out of him. It's like, why the fuck are you good? What the fuck is going on here? It was fucking great. Great wrestling game, but in this particular match, he showed his power. Like, yes! Next match he has, he's going to show, like, high flying. I don't know why, but I think he's well-rounded. He has everything. And I would love it and laugh my fucking ass off. Right? But yeah, like, that happened and Boogs picked up the win. So then we go backstage and the MILF is walking away. And Sonya and Adam come to him and was like, yo! Bianca does deserve a shot. And she's like, nope. She And Sonya was like, no, that's not a note. Next week in Madison Square Garden, you're going to sign a contract. And you two are going to have a match at Extreme Rules. It's like, okay, that's a thing. So then we have Seth versus Cesaro. Seth backstage says, I I lost the edge, but I learned something in that defeat, and I'm going to use it. He did. He just started stealing a bunch of edge moves. He stole a bunch of edge moves against his match with Cesaro. So the match is going, it's like Seth Rollins slash Edge versus Cesaro. Match <laughs> is going great. And then they get to the outside. Cesaro swings him in the inside. Um, I forgot to put that in. He swings him in the inside. Then they get to the outside. Cesaro's going for the European up against the fucking guardrail. Seth has a chair. And Cesaro hits the chair. Automatic disqualification. What the fuck? Then Seth brings the chair in the ring. He pops off the back leg and he puts Cesaro in the cross face with the bar like Edge does. Then he gets two chairs. He's like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to give him a concerto. And it's like, he's about to give him a concerto. Edge comes down with another chair. And the whole time I'm like, Edge is going to fucking kill Cesaro, isn't he? He's going to do it. But uh, luckily that didn't happen. So that was that. Oh, I was too. Then we get to the back with a really funny ass thing. Roman, the bloodline are there. And Roman's like, listen, guys, you're going to get him back. But, you know, I got a match later. So, you know, what's up? So he's talking to Paul, and Paul is like, my tribal chief, I have to tell you that uh, Brock Lesnar called. He's like, Brock Lesnar called, you win. He called me earlier and he says he's going to be here next week. And Roman's like, so that means he's watching TV. Paul opens his fucking mouth, goes, well, who knows if he's watching TV in Saskatchewan? So Roman, oh, so you know that he's in Saskatchewan. No, he might be in Minnesota. So you know where he is. No, I, 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 I don't. If Paul would have never said that, it wouldn't have looked suspicious. Exactly. Now it looks suspicious. Now Roman's pissed. 
and he's like, he's going to be here next week in Madison Square Garden. Roman's like, okay. Okay. It's like, all right. That's fucking funny. Then we had a segment, and I hated this segment, everything about this segment, because it all of it was false from the very beginning. From the very beginning, complete beginning. So, Hoppy Cobron pulls up in a Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce Phantom. Here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you have money, you do not drive your own Rolls Royce. No one who has real money drives their own Rolls Royce. They're what? like, I have a driver. Like, who the fuck does that? And like, as soon as he pulled up and hopped out, I was like, this whole scene, like, everything, like, after this was just garbage. Because I'm like, no one does that. And if anybody out there is like, people do that, no one with real money does that. Like, that's the whole like, purpose of that car. Exactly. That car is to be like driven by people. No one is literally driving a fucking Rolls Royce. The driver is the driver of the Rolls Royce. I don't like, and that feels bad because it's like the writers of WWE have no fucking touch in reality. They have no fucking touch in reality. Like, it's like, what the fuck is going on? It's just so dumb. Like, had he had like a Lambo or something like that? Okay. Yes, like, that car now. Yes, like that's that is the exclusive rich car. So Edge go like then they come back and Edge is like, yo, um, me and Seth next week. I'm gonna teach him some things. All right, fine, you're gonna teach him some things. Then we go to the ring and we have Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens is interviewing Happy Cobron. So Cabron is talking about it's Kevin Owens' fault. He gave him a hundred dollars, and Cabron is like, "I brought out my friend." And while this was happening, I laughed because me and Renegade had a talk off the podcast, and we talked about celebrities, and I kept telling him that this person was all his fault. And this person is going to be the person in the wrestling ring. And I said, it's all his fault. And he's, he was yelling at me. And that person showed up. Logan Jake Paul or whatever fuck Paul he is. Who the fuck cares? Like, that's all the thing. No one cares. So why do you keep bringing him back? Like, no. Like, end this. Yeah, listen, but here's the thing. Like mm-hmm. I said with the Drake thing. Drake makes money. Paul Brothers make money. So why not take advantage of that making money? And I know what everybody's saying. I like I've already talked about this off the podcast. Yes, Drake would be a superstar in WWE. Like that would be the tipping point that make WWE like Uber famous. But we have Paul. We have the Paul brother. Okay? We have that right now. So, yeah, I, I'd rather have break. So, yeah. Yes. So Kevin Owens, like, he says all his, like, stuff, and he talks about how bad nobody wants Jake Paul there, or Logan Paul, whatever. I don't care. Don't correct me. I don't care. I, so I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. Like, I don't care if you say Greg Paul, so. Whatever. 
Yank Paul or whatever the fuck his name is. So they get in a pushing match, and you see like the Paul brother wants to get into the ring. Then Hoppy Cabron winds up beating up Kevin, and it's like you know that the Paul brother's gonna get in the ring sometime. And he like he's back out of nowhere on a random SmackDown. This this isn't happening just out of nowhere. This is happening because he wants in. He wants in. Yeah, like it's gonna happen when those are rematches. Yes. So then, don't, uh-huh. it, don't those normally happen during WrestleMania, or can they happen at any time? Because I don't remember any other time that they happen other than WrestleMania. I mean, we do have another huge pay per view coming up in about two months. Matter of fact, we have one coming up next month, and then we have a bigger one coming up the month after that. So it's okay. two coming back to back. So any any one of them can be great. Well, that paper is ruined. <laughs> I mean, one of them was already ruined because they're going to Saudi Arabia again. So, yeah. Fucking thing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like, after that, which I'm about to get into a stun lock after I talk about this, it's Carmella, the most beautiful woman in the world. Literally says that. They literally say that out their mouths. And she's standing there and like, she's got these lights on her and the wind is blowing and she's supposed to be looking magically sexy. And they pan out and Liv Morgan is standing there and Liv was like, what the hell are they doing? And dude, dude, I like, we have yelled about fucking AEW. Me and you have yelled about AEW multiple times on the podcast, multiple times off this podcast. We have yelled about AEW. It's like, women wrestling is important. Women fucking wrestling is important. Women wrestling is fucking important. Not one single fucking women's match on this goddamn show. Not one. Multiple women segments, not one fucking match on the show. What the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? All of that fucking tally. Literally, I ran down about seven names. And I'm still not even talking about the next person who was in a segment after this. Dude, what the fuck? Like, literally, this is supposed to be wrestling. I know people are like, this is sports entertainment. You can suck my fucking dick, my whole entire dick. Like, put it in your mouth. Like, get to the balls where it's on your teeth. Put it all the way in because fuck you. I'm talking about something different. Why the fuck wasn't there a women's wrestling match on this show, dude? Why the fuck wasn't it a women's match on this show? Like, you literally have Bianca. You have... You have Bianca. You have Becky. You have Tony. Tony, who appeared out of fucking thin air, who's been gone since fucking July something. Liv Morgan, right there, who's been also gone since July something. You have Carmella. Even though, like, sometimes she's, like, a shitty wrestler, but she's there. You have Zelina Vega. Like, you have all these people right there at your fucking disposal. And no one is saying, yo, let's just have a match. It's like a random match. Like, we don't even have to connect it to anything. You could have had fucking Carmella and, and Liv. You could have had Carmella and Liv in a match. They could have had a fucking match right there. Like, you didn't even have to do the backstage segment. They have prehistory. There was no reason to add this extra history. You could have had this fucking match, and it could have been right fucking there. It would have been fucking amazing. But what do you do? You just decide, no, I'm just going to go with this whole show and say, fuck women's wrestling. Like, the thing that you fucking go talk about, oh, I, this is an evolution. How the fuck is this an evolution when you fail at evolving? Like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, you have all of these things right there. And I know maybe Becky's not ready. You don't want to put Becky on TV. But, like, what the fuck? Like, somebody, anybody, just help fucking put women there. Like, how fucking hard is it? It's not hard. Like, it's 
there's like 90 storylines is already there. There's like preset. Just fucking pick one and put somebody in a goddamn ring. Like, how fucking hard is it? Like, you think that this is so, it's just so insane. Like, AEW, we yelled at them. They was like, all right, we're going to at least get like, even if it's like a minute match on there. Fucking fine. They had a minute match. They always have a minute match. It's like, all right, these at least sticking women on there now. These motherfuckers was like, we was like, oh, this is the best wrestling generation with women in there. No, fuck that. This one night they decided to say, fuck the women. You just talk backstage. What fucking sense does it make? It makes no fucking sense. WWE dropped the fucking ball. They didn't even drop it. When they dropped it, it fucking exploded. I don't understand. I don't fucking get it. Why the fuck would they not do this? Women's wrestling is fucking important. I don't fucking understand. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Like, I feel like they're trying to set up Carmella versus Liv next week. But that's no excuse. They could have had some kind of match today. Like, you know you're lying. You copy pasta shit, right? Yes. A fucking another match, like, tonight, whatever. Like, exactly. Liv versus Bianca. I kind of want to see that one-on-one. Or that would have been different. You could have had anything. You could have had Tony versus Zelina again. You could have had anything. But you didn't have one fucking women's match on this show. Fuck it, man. Yeah. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. <sighs> Moving on. Moving on. We had Dominic Mysterio versus Sami Zayn. And he told his papa... He said, Papa, please stay backstage. Don't keep, don't come close. Papa, just stay, stay away, stay away, okay? And Papa was like, Put down my nico. Fucking listen very close. And he's like, Stay away, I'm good, I'm good. So, Dom goes out there with Sammy. He's rustling. He does the, the trademark race spot where he jumps over the referee on Sammy. And Sammy, Walks away and he's like, nah, fuck this match. I'm leaving. And Ray's like, you're not leaving, my boy. You go back and you fight, my boy. Don't don't leave. Don't you fucking leave. So Sammy's like, okay, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back. I'll go back. Sammy goes back and Dominic goes, Papa, why are you here? Don't come out and help me. I said no help. He's like, Dominic, I love you. I can't let you go out here by yourself. Dom gets in the ring. Hell of a kick. One, two, three. All Ray's fault. Always for the one good thing about this whole match, what Donald had his own music. <laughs> oh, I thought she was gonna say my voices. Oh. Oh, that sucks. No, no, I'm talking about the match, not your commentary oh. of the match. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. the best part of the commentary, the voices. But like <laughs> the, match, the match itself, like yeah, they remember Dominic has like his own music instead of using raids all the time. Yes. So then we have a backstage segment where Sonya Deville is talking about, hey, next week we have all of this cool shit from Madison Square Garden. And Naomi is standing there like, yo, I thought you said you were going to put me in a match this week. Also, another fucking match you could have did. You could have put her in a fucking match against somebody. But nah, fuck it, man. Fuck it. We're not going to do it. Fuck women. That's how they feel. Fuck women. So Naomi is like, yo, I thought she was going to put me in a match. Sonya was like, mm, listen, I'll get to it. Sit the fuck down. 
I'll get to it. I'll see when I see it. It's like this is yeah, this is either gonna lead to them two fighting or like something happening. It better lead this to them two fighting. Ask you that, do you feel like they're gonna have a match? Like, yeah, I like, like, there's no reason it can't. It has to. Yeah, I feel that too. Because Sonya's gonna get back in the ring eventually. Yeah. So, then we have Finn, and Finn is like, yo, it's been like seven years since I had this title. Not seven years, like, it's been five years since I had this title. I'm coming to get it back. And he goes out there, and before he can get into the ring, he gets jumped by the Usos. And it's so funny because he got jumped by the Usos and nobody knew what the fuck happened. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's doing his entrance and he gets in the ring and he just gets mauled by the fucking Usos. And the Usos just beat the shit out of him. They just destroy him. And, like, they beat him down so bad that you're like, oh, this match isn't happening. That's what's happening. So... Then the street poppers come up and was like, go away! But they had to wait for the music. And then they was like, go away! So after they went away, it comes Roman. I'm going to walk down the ring and take my sweet-ass time. I'll be there in 10 minutes. He walks through the commercial break, then gets in the ring. And he's standing there and he's like, ring the bell. He's like, he doesn't even have a jacket off. We'll ring the bell. So Finn's like, yeah, we'll do the match. So they start wrestling. They get going. And middle of the fucking match, screen goes black. I don't know what the fuck happened. It was fucking weird. Yeah. Because no one else like mentioned it on Twitter. Exactly. It was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, it's just us? I'm like, that's weird. Total blackout. We came back. Finn hits the coup de gras. And, like, Roman kicks out. Roman starts to fuck him up. Roman chokes out Finn. Finn is... uh When he kicked out, Uh he accidentally, quote-unquote, like, low-blowed Finn. Like, his arm was, like, in between his legs. So when he kicked out and lifted his arm up, he low-blowed him. Yes, he's back to the old Roman nuts in your face. Roman. Yeah. Stop, ladies. Don't, Don't you do that. Don't you do that when I said nuts in the face. So, you already got Roman choked. <laughs> well, I mean, they got themselves stuck. But Roman beats him. So he gets out the ring. Finn is laying on the ground. And we see red lights and boom. And people have like, it's two, like two different theories. One theory is it's Brock Lesnar. Like just sending a message to Roman. Other theory is uh it's the heartbeat of a demon. What say you? I say like it could be either one of those, but it would be nice. I doubt it though. If they swerve everybody into the third option and this is something totally new no one thought of. Like a mm-hmm. I doubt it, but it would be cool. Okay. I'm like I'm with either of the two options and like because I feel like since Finn got beat up to start the match they're gonna have to go with a rematch which they were already talking about going with a rematch at Extreme Rules 
So I think that's what's going to happen. And I think the demon might be there. As far as, do I think that he's going to beat him? Mm, nah, nope. Because Saudi Arabia is coming up. So, I mean, Brock Lesnar has to have that title match. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. The definition of beat him, right? Uh-huh. He might win the match. Now, whether or not he gets the title or not, is a different story. I don't want him to beat him unless he wins the title. If you're going to beat him, win the fucking title. That's it. No, I agree. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. Though, that, that's a possibility. You mean it is. Because, like, if you pull the demon card and then still have him lose, that's kind of lame. Yes. So, on to Rampage. And it starts out with Malachi Black. And it's really interesting that I've never seen this before, which, like, kind of weirds me out. His symbol behind him is a viper biting the hand in a handshake. And I'm like, that's weird. I should have noticed that. Never noticed that before, but I should have noticed that. You of all people. Yes. So, he comes out for his match, Malachi Black, that is, against Shorty Lee Johnson. So, they have the match, and Lee Johnson is alright. And I know we was like before, like, oh, he's so dope. For some reason, I was like, he was alright in this match? I'm like, what happened? Like, was it the, the fact that Malachi was a little bit better? Or, like, what happened? I had to been that. Yeah, and then, like, Malachi threw a chair in the ring, and he was like, yo, use the chair. So, Lee was like, alright, I'm gonna use the chair. But then he was like, no, I'm not gonna use the chair. And he put it down for a second and got black masked and died. And I was like, oh for you and once again it goes back to what I was thinking Dustin Rhodes comes out and says hey you poor bitch get the fuck out of the ring I'm gonna kill you cause you're poor like pick yourself up by your bootstraps and go eat a burger out of goddamn dumpster you fucking poor bitch and Odyssey Black was like I'm not poor I work here and I will kick your ass and so basically that's what it was and he just and they're going to have a match on Dynamite. Then we have God's favorite champion. Or God's favorite piece of crap, whatever he is. So he comes out. And he's cutting his God promo. And Eddie Kingston all of a sudden pops out. And I'm not saying Eddie Kingston listens to the podcast. Not saying that. No. Not hey. saying that. Yes, hi, Eddie. But not saying he listens. But Eddie just cut like the most fucked up promo where he said screw his god and he doesn't believe in god and he just like he went on his god tirade and it was like dude like that's like something that I literally said on the podcast and so then Eddie was like your dumbass bitch ass god chose me to beat your dumbass as a redeemer and it's like what the fuck like that makes sense and it's like not like I was mad at this or like I didn't care about it but this was funny to just see something that I've talked about pop up into this story and then the funniest the funniest part about it 
Like Eddie said, there's no God and he don't care about God. Eddie took off his fucking rosary beads, kissed them, put them in his head, and then went in a fight. And it's like, you did, you, but you, but you, literally, that's how I felt. I was like, but you, but, but, that's how I felt. I was just like, like, I told you before fucking, like, Eddie Kingston showed up, like, yo, it'd be funny shit that fucking Miro's atheist. And, like, I feel some type of way about that. Yeah. But then, like, he's paying, because he's paying, I don't know, Christian character. I'm going to go with Christian, I guess. Yes. On TV. But then you have fucking Eddie playing, I guess, an atheist, and apparently he's Catholic. So, like, what the fuck? Yes. It was fucking hilarious. Then they had a little back and forth in the ring. Like, Miro was kind of beating him up. Eddie hit the back fist in the DDT. And Miro's out. And Eddie's just got that Eddie smile. Like, ha-ha. Got you, sucker. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Am I the only one that partially thought that this was going to be a match? Like, an actual match? No, this is going to be a match on Sunday. So that's the thing. No, but I, I, I thought it was gonna be mad, like right there, though. That's what I like. No, no, no. The whole time I'm thinking, where the referee at? No. So then we had a handicap match, and it was very weird because Britt Baker comes out without her women's title, and then Riva and Jamie Hader come out, and it's like, where is her title? Where is her title? She gets in the ring, they're both standing there, and then Chris Statlander comes out, and the best friends have to go back because it's just Chris Statlander, she's no partner. So Jamie and Rhett and Reba are fighting Chris Statlander, and Chris Statlander is just like beastly, just like double picking up two women and just beating the shit out of both of them at the same time. And it's like, okay, she's like, she's really strong. Yeah. And she, like, the bad part was, like, she beat Reba and made her tap out. But, I mean, you can't tap out Jamie Hayter because it's Jamie Hayter. Like, for real. So. Yeah, basically the powerhouse of the, the, the group. Yeah. And then, after that, they try to beat her down. The Red Velvet shows up and like, hey, I'm here. So, Britt gets out of the ring and goes over to the timekeeper and, like, give me my belt. And I'm like, what? How the fuck did the belt get there? Like, it wasn't there before. Like, no, the belt's here, and I'm leaving with my belt. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? I know exactly what happened. What? So, you had Britt Baker coming without the belt, then you had Reva there, and then you had Jamie there, right? Mm-hmm. I think happened when no one was paying attention. Rebel showed up and brought the belt. Okay. <laughs> so then we had Mark Henry doing his interviews like they do for the main event to get you pumped for the main event and he's talking to 2.0 and Darby and they're like they both want to kill each other and then CM Punk is coming out for a commentary and like he gets a pop everybody's happy for him to be there CM Punk's wearing his Bret Hart shirt and Punk jumps in the crowd and the guy next to him goes Hey, you want a beer? Punk looks at him like, are you, are you fucking dumb? You smooth-brained, degenerate idiot. 
Like, I don't drink. I'm straight edge. The guy goes, oh, right. He's like, you smooth brain idiot. He never said smooth brain idiot. That's my thing. He didn't do that. So then he gets out and he goes to do commentary. And, like, he's up there doing commentary. And him and Chris are just, like, buddy, buddy. It's like, oh, okay, cool. So then Darby and 2.0 and Daniel Garcia come out for the match. The match starts, and it was funny because Jericho goes, Punk, is your sister going to be there? And Punk's like, yeah, my sister's going to be there. And Jericho goes, last time she slapped the hell out of me. Like, she's probably going to do the same thing to Darby. And he's like, yeah, she probably will. <laughs> so we get to the match, and they're like they're going at it. And they go at it on the outside. And Darby throws Daniel Garcia up against the table. And I knew this was coming because I was like, he's going to move. But I didn't know the impact it was going to have. Darby takes a running start to jump on Daniel Garcia. Daniel moves. Darby falls head first over the table. Table goes upside down. He is completely fucked. It's like, dude. And like, I swear he's dead. And Punk even goes, I don't know if I'm going to be wrestling Daniel Garcia or Darby out on a Sunday. But yeah, I'm wrestling somebody. I was like, yo, that's kind of fucked up. So, I'm just saying. Yeah. And Sting just goes, I'm going to take control of this match so everybody can let him heal up. Sting starts beating up 2.0, just going bam, bam, bam. It's distracting. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's that's a thing. Then, like, Darby gets up. Daniel Garcia throws him into the steps. They start fighting more. Darby starts putting him in an arm submission in the ring. He starts fucking with his arm. Darby winds up getting a win. It's like, okay, well, that's a thing. And Darby just, like, is on his way to fight Pump. But then he gets jumped by 2.0. Sting is like, no, I'm going to beat him up. And they have a fight. They beat up everybody. Everybody goes away. And then Punk comes down. And when Punk comes down... It's Punk standing there, and he's confronting 2.0. And as he's confronting 2.0, Darby just jumps on him and just, bam! They're done. So that was the end of Dynamite. I mean, Rampage. Same thing. He was good. So, with that being said, the card for All Out. So, here's our predictions. Best Frenemies and the Jurassic Express versus the Hardy Family Compound Office, which is Private Party, Matt Hardy, and H2N1679101491 I95 upside down tennis back forth Wimbledon up 247 82 11 96 29 15 20 12 whatever the name is. I don't remember that fucking tag team just, just for that. <laughs> just for that. <laughs> um, now here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is this just uh, one fall to the finish or is this eliminated? Yes. One fall to the finish. One fall to the finish? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with Lucha Express and them because you know they're probably gonna go for the titles after the Lucha Bros. Yes. So I'm going with them too. Oh. Then we have the 21 Women Casino Battle Royal. Who do you got? Whoever the Joker is. Oh, so you have Ruby Soho as the Joker. Got you. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm going with Ruby Soho being a Joker. I'm expecting a couple of more surprises in this, but Ruby Soho is the one that I am that I've been hearing way before this was announced that she's going to be the Joker. So I'm banking on her being a Joker. Yeah. I am all for it. That's surprising. Yes. So, John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. Who you got? I think it's obvious that it's going to be Moxley, so I'm going to go with Moxley. But that's like, exactly what I'm thinking. I'd be surprised if it's Satoshi. Like, I kind of hope it is. It's him. Like, nice twist. It but would be a nice fun. twist, but like, come on, dude. Like, do you really think it's happening? No, I, I don't. Like the average wrestling fan would not know who he is. I I barely know who he is. So imagine. Yeah, like that's. But I do know who he is. The the dude that holds three titles from three different companies at one time in Japan. Fucking legend, Satoshi Kojima. Bread yeah. Club. I'm part of the Bread Club, even though that shit fucks with my stomach. Part of the Bread Club, baby. Fuck you guys. <laughs> but yeah I like I would want him to win because like it'd be cool for people to see him and be like oh yeah this is kind of dope but like I know that it's not gonna happen so I'm just gonna say like maybe it's gonna be Moxie so then we have the Big Paul versus QT Marshall who do you have um, Paul provided the guns don't get in that shit. So, 9 out of 10, Paul. I feel like Paul is just gonna beat everybody and save the world. And that's how it's gonna be. So, yeah. Okay. Chris Jericho in MJF. Who do you have? Like, my heart, well, my brain, rather, says it's gonna be Jericho, right, to win. Mm-hmm. But it just the way they're milking him, like leaving and whatever. And this is like way before the announced match. Like it felt that mm-hmm. way. Like he might lose, but I'm gonna go with him win. Cause the whole fucking stipulation, if he loses, he's done. So. Yeah. Here's the reason I'm picking Jericho. MJF has beat him a million times. Jericho has not won yet. That's the reason I'm picking. Yeah, wrestling logic. Yes. So we have Miro versus Eddie Kingston. Who do you have here? Uh, God, I hope it's Eddie Kingston. And that that wasn't even I, like like a like, uh, 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 joke. But I said, God, I hope he wins. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I understand how you feel about your God. 
So my God might be a little bit stronger because my God, I hope that Miro wins. Inshallah. I hope he wins because if he wins, that means we can have A, one of multiple surprises for All Out happen. So I want Miro to win. Okay. Yes. So then we have the cage match. The Bucks versus the Lucha Bros for the tag team titles. Who you got? Uh, it feels like the Lucha Bros are going to win this. Like I just have a feeling about it. Like, it's probably just me wanting them to win. I just have a feeling. No, same. I feel the same way. Yeah. Same. So, then we have Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Chris Statlander. What do you got? D&D. Same. CM Punk's first match in AEW versus Dirty Allen. Who do you have? They'll be totally idiotic if they were to have fucking Darby Allen win. And that's not, not so fast. Yeah. Not so fast. Because you would think that. But okay, here's a storyline to build to something bigger. Okay. Fucking content creator brain pops yeah dude what if CM Punk loses then CM Punk's like damn did I have what it takes to get back in the ring and people are like man you definitely got it and he's like but no I lost to Darby like in my first match back after seven years and they're like dude just like no it, it's okay it's like man I, I don't know and Punk starts to get down and Punk's like yo I have to wrestle so Punk is just like taking every match to get himself back to normal. And then he's like, Darby, I'm back and I'm going to kick your ass. But I mean, like he's still wrestling, but he's going to say he's back because he's like, he's back to the old Punk. And then he's going to beat Darby later on down the line. I'm, I would be cool with that. That's a cool story. No, no, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Yes. But like money wise, like everybody wants to see Punk win, so you know. Yeah, but here's the thing: there's a fan base that's dedicated to AEW. No matter what happens, it happens. So, it's like that. Then we have the main event: Kenneth Omega versus the Christian of Cages. Who do you think is winning? The Omega one. Yes, here's the thing, which I am not I'm not saying, I'm not saying because, baby, this is like, this is not really just me going with an option, but like, fucking four years ago, you brought a villain to kill somebody, and you did it, like, here's the thing. Kenny's gonna win, but he brought a villain to kill somebody. Like he just decided to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna kill this guy." Why? Why did you do that? Because you wanted the fucking power? Because you thought you could usurp him? You just fucking bigger villain to kill him? Well, that's on you. Whatever. Fuck you. All right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right? Mm-hmm. He's gonna win, but somebody is going to get him. Yes. Yes. I understand. Yes. It's going to be somebody. But it's going to something is going to happen. It's going to happen after that win, because like, wouldn't you want to do that? 
And like, guys, it, seriously. But I mean, my mind is racing for the things that can happen. And like, I would just love to sit down and have story time because it's always nice to have story time. But she, but the thing is, like, you never know if, like, I can't understand, like, ugh, fuck, you know, like, I just want something, I just want something good, like, I, like, I just want something good, I, it's like, I want to have that feeling of watching Jake Long, like, I want to have that feeling, so I just want some, I just want something good to happen, but that's, that's the all-out pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah. So on to news. Something that you seen that I didn't see because I wasn't paying a goddamn attention. The commercial for NXT. And they showed possibly the new NXT arena. You saw the second time so. Yeah, I, I did. So how do you feel about this? I'm indifferent with it because, like, you, you know, I loved the 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 old one and whatever. Because, like, I love that underground feel. You know, what I mean, I know you're opposed to it, but I love that, right? But I'm like, I'm okay with, with the way I look. I just don't like the logo. The logo is what bothers me, but it's not about the logo. From what I seen conceptually, it looked good. Like it was big and whatever. Basically, all the fucking things that you always say that you like and whatever. Yes. Like, it kind of looked like an are- arena to me. I don't know if that's really what it's going to be, but it's what it looked like. Dude, that's exactly what I've been trying to get them to do for so long. I'm like, please, just please give me this. Like, they wanted to have competition, which we could have had a real fucking good Wednesday night war. It would have been sexy as shit. Just give this to us. Like, let fucking NXT go outside. Let them touch grass. Let them go the fuck outside. Please. Like, do it. Like, you have them caged up. They're like children who are sick and stuck inside. Why the fuck are they stuck inside and they can't go out? Just let them touch grass. Just let them touch grass. Well, I mean, whatever. Like, just go outside. Go outside. Let them go outside. They don't want to do that. They want to keep them locked up like pets. That's not how you do it. Fucking let them out. Let them out. And this is, like, the closest thing they're going to get to letting them out, even though if they would have let them out before, we wouldn't be in a situation where they have to let them out into their own little, like, play yard that they made. Why the fuck couldn't they do that? Why the fuck couldn't they do that? Like, that would be so much better. Like, things would be better, and people would be like, you know what? Like, uh, yeah. Like we're, we're like we're happy to watch NXT. Like it would have made it would have even made the fucking wrestlers go, "Yay, we're fucking having fun!" But that's not what happened. This not what you wanted to do. Like it's so shitty, dude. Like it's so fucking shitty. I'm sorry. And then, 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 people aren't even fucking safe. Like no matter what you think, the people aren't fucking safe. Because some of the long-time NXT wrestlers that's been there for years, not fucking safe. They're not fucking safe because they're on the chopping block. 
like some of the old heads that's been there for so long that there's nothing for them to do. Oh, with Vincent and fucking Bruce sniffing around. Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing for them to do. And then I seen something. I seen something, and I'm really, I'm sketchy as fuck on this. I'm so sketchy as fuck on this because okay. Bill Mont was like, "Yo, I was there from the beginning, and it's good to be back." What the fuck do you mean it's good to be back? What are you talking about? Like you were the worst thing that happened to that company. And I know people are like, now Triple H. No, don't do that. He was the worst thing that happened to that company. What the fuck do you mean? What do you mean? They probably brought him back. Like, you know, they brought back a lot of people that were actually bad for his company. Bro, if they brought him back and he's like extremely bad for this company, they don't need to hold this company together. Like NXT just needs to burn it to the ground. Just burn it to the ground. Like this is like this. Huh? They brought back Johnny Ace, so that's a thing. No, Johnny Ace has been back. Like, but he's been on the main roster. But like this thing, like if you're gonna fuck NXT this hard, like if you're just gonna take stuff from them and just fuck them like this, burn it to the ground. Burn it yeah. to the ground. Like there's not like there's nothing for it, and like I'm going in with a fucking open mind. I'm going in with an open mind. If I get one fucking DM or text from somebody there that's like, "Dude, this is so fucked up," I'm just I'm just just burn it to the ground, burn it to the fucking ground. Yeah. We're in agreement for that because like, I'm gonna give it a fucking like I, I'm gonna give it a try. Yes. Now here's something that's like it's like completely out of context, and I know everybody's gonna be like, "What the fuck does this mean?" And it's like it has this like me, like when I say something, it's rarely just a throwaway. And like it could be more. Mm-hmm. So Sean Ross sat, somebody was beefing with Sean Ross sat and was like, it's gonna be good when a few years when WWE buys AEW. And Sean Ross Sapp goes, We'll see about that in a few weeks. It's like, oh, why'd you say that? So it just opened up the speculations of like, oh my god, AEW is gonna buy WWE. AEW's gonna buy WWE and he's like no dude I was just talking about the dude like in his job and was like yeah but you just said it really ominous and now you're trying to just walk this one back where you just said something extremely ominous that just everybody's gonna take out of context and it's like everybody's like oh my god what does this mean like is WWE gonna get brought by AEW cause that is the only logical thing that would have been gone from that tweet yeah. And it had everybody racing. Was that rumor that I heard a couple weeks ago actually true? And if it's actually true, the fuck? Because I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go like, oh my god, this is like this is crazy rumor. Because I know people have heard this same rumor, but like I've heard heard this rumor and I've heard some credence to like talks, and I put them in quote of talks, which means they could have already been talking. 
but I've heard that a company, a huge company with their own streaming service, not just a Peacock, with a, a huge service that just has all of this billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars wanting to do something where they can have, you know, a little fuck around fun, where like we can have like a live shows and we can have like all of this and people can go and we can make money off of it. It's like, this is a lucrative thing. We have a TV deal. We have all these TV shows. We can put it on. We can make a lot of money. We can take the network and integrate it into our thing or we could just give them their own thing. Who knows? Or we could like we could have it in our thing because like we have a bunch of subsections in our own thing that like people join just to watch. Like why wouldn't they join just for this? You know, it'd be great. And this thing like it seems that'd be great. It's it seems so random that this thing would want that thing, but it's not random because. The last time me and Renegade had a conversation about something like this, about, let's say, give or take, about 20, no, not 20, about 15 years ago. We had a conversation about this, just like something like this, 15 years ago. And me and Renegade were talking. And he said, dude, do you think that it would be so bad and I told him, if no one puts their hands on this and just funds it from money, everything will be perfectly fine. And he said, I don't know. I'm sad about this. This feels like this is bad. I said, dude, relax. This might be good. I'm a little sketched about it because it's something that I love. I don't want it to be tainted with. The first check cleared on that thing. And the thing that I love never was tainted. It just stayed the same. Then the thing that I love became the thing that everybody in the whole entire fucking galaxy loved. Fuck, it was so big that a fucking movie just dropped the day that it's just like, whoa, this is great. Like, I cannot unsee this love unfolded in front of my eyes of something that I've loved since I was little being brought by this thing that I tangentially kind of love and it's like this didn't buy something else I love and make it great who the fuck knows what they can do with WWE and if you don't know why I'm talking codedly it's because I'm talking about you know the guy that guy the that guy that did the thing on the steamboat. You know, that guy. You know, the guy that, that has the hat with the, the stars and shit. That guy. You know the guy. Short guy. Short guy, black guy. Short black guy. That guy. <laughs> yeah. You know him. And if you don't know him, just, just remember, you might know him. So what I'm saying is, who the hell knows what's about to pop off? And, like, that tweet was so ominous that, like, like I said, I don't know what's going on. I'm addressing it right here on the podcast because it's, like, you can't let something like that go and just be, like, oh, we're just going to just sweep it under the rug and just go to the next thing. No, you can't let that go. We have to know what the fuck is going on. And, like, this is, this is as much as I can give you. 
Like, this is as much as I could give you without digging. And, like, this is literally just, like, days before shit happens. And just, like, if anything develops over the weekend, when we come back with our all-out fallout, not the fucking show on Dynamite. We're literally doing our own all-out fallout. We're having a podcast after All Out. So remember that. So whatever pops up that I didn't know about that I need to tell you guys, uh, I'll talk about it. But um, anything you got to say? Any news you got? Nah, I ain't got shit. But like the one thing though, like if that happens like years ago, I wouldn't have for it. Now, like, honestly now. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. And I know people are like, well, that's not saying anything about AEW. Listen, AEW just got an international, like, business person and, like, two more people on the business side, which means AEW is just not a little shitty, like, carpet company. I mean, not carpet company, shirt company. They're not this little shitty company. They're now turning into an international wrestling company. They're becoming a power. And because they have the power of all of the rest of the 10 rings that they have behind them, that they're coming to fight. And it's saying, we're coming to take wrestling back. And wrestling is art. And this is our thing. But if you go up against the House of M, it's never a good ending. Never a good ending. So, because it's never a good ending, fuck that shit. 